It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. We've got Mike Hoffman, San Jose Sharks winger, in the spotlight today. And Mike, you are the second player in the history of the National Hockey League to be named Mike Hoffman. Are you familiar with or are you related to the other one? Um, no, there's no relation. Um, you know, I've seen some of his clips and whatnot on the internet, but uh, yeah, a little, I think, a little different style of player. But, um, yeah, I guess kind of cool that we both have the same name. Well, you're both from Ontario, and I remember him when he was in the American Hockey League. I was in the American Hockey League when he was playing for Binghamton, so that's how far back I go. But you go back to Kitchener, Ontario, which is an absolute hotbed of hockey. The Kitchener-Waterloo area is famous for producing a lot of great hockey players. Just tell us about growing up there. Yeah, I mean, my uh, parents and uh, family was big into hockey, and obviously the city is as well. So. Um, you know, me and all my buddies, that's what we did growing up. And it's, uh, like you said, really turned out to be a, a big, um, you know, hotbed for hockey. There's a bunch of great up and comers on their way. Um, you know, a bunch of guys already playing professional, whether it's in the American league or NHL or even in Europe. So the summertime is always nice to come back and, and reconvene with the players. And it also helps out with having some nice skates around town as well. Being a professional hockey player is a year-round excursion these days. Sure, you get a little bit of time off to let the body heal at the end of every season, but uh, you have to do an intense amount of training, and I would suspect you have a lot of options to do that off the ice and on the ice in the summer. Yeah, for sure, exactly. Like you said, I mean, uh, there really is no off-season. You know, you're when you're not playing hockey, you're doing the best you can to keep your body in, in good shape and get healthy and uh, prepare for, for the up-and-coming season. So, um, yeah, you take about, you know, four to six weeks off at the end of the season, let your body rest and recover, and then it's, uh, you know, right back at it. When you were growing up in Kitchener, was it all Maple Leafs all the time? Was that your favorite hockey team growing up? Um, not, it wasn't my favorite team. Um, I liked the Detroit Red Wings growing up. They were, you know, pretty easy to cheer for. And as a kid, that's kind of what you wanted. So that was uh, my favorite team as a kid. Well, it makes perfect sense with the style of hockey that you play. You're a slick hockey player that knows how to make plays, but you're also a very good goal scorer, outstanding on the power play. All things that the San Jose Sharks could really utilize on their hockey team as, as uh, you come to the club. What was it about the, the Red Wings and who were your favorite players on that team when you were following them? Uh, Steve Eisman's probably number one. You know, Fedorov was up there as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's a skilled team, easy to easy to watch and easy to cheer for. Well, they played a, a fantastic brand of hockey, and there's a lot of playoff history between the Red Wings and the Sharks from those uh, late 1990s years. I got the chance to call a lot of those. Of course, you were watching it. And one of the interesting things about your development, I, mean, I suspect that you probably started playing hockey at a really young age. Um, yeah, I was skating, uh, you know, at the age of three, and then you get right into – 
you know, the little tyke and minor hockey or start up, you know, as soon as you can. So, yeah, I played, uh, you know, pretty much as soon as you possibly could. When you got to a higher level of hockey, you did play for the Kitchener Rangers, which you would expect for somebody from your area, but you only played two games there. And then you went to the Gatineau Olympics in the Quebec Major Junior League. Now, that's a bit of an unusual path for a kid from Ontario to uh, a maybe start in the Major Junior in the Ontario League. That's not unusual. But then to go to the other league, how did that all happen? Um, yeah, I finished uh, the one season with with Kitchener playing a couple games there. And then, uh, you know, I was hoping to, to make their club the following year, but um, didn't seem to do so. So, uh, you know, I had to go through waivers in the Ontario Hockey League and, and cleared. And then if I wanted to play that level of hockey, my uh, the only option was to go over to the Quebec League. And I thought I was good enough and, um, you know, I kind of needed an opportunity, a chance to play. And so, you know, I was uh, I was all for that and, you know, made my way over to Quebec and, uh, you know, kind of the rest of history. How big a disappointment is that for a young man to only get a couple of games and have, you know, your eyes set on playing for the Kitchener Rangers, a team that you probably followed a lot when you were growing up and then having to to make a change so early in your career? Yeah, for sure. I was obviously, you know, super excited, hoping I was going to be able to play for, you know, your hometown OHL team. They're, uh, you know, a really big deal in the city. And, um, you know, being a local guy, I thought it would have been pretty special. But, uh, you know, these are just some of the, you know, adversity and stuff that you have to deal with if um, you don't want to fulfill a hockey dream. And it was just, you know, one of the stepping stones that uh, led me in the right direction. Well, you went to Gatineau, which is a suburb of Ottawa. So you weren't too far from English speaking Canada, the capital of the country. But uh, playing in Quebec and in the Quebec Major Junior League has got to be an adjustment. What's the biggest difference for you? Um, you know, it was my first time living away from home. So that was a change. And then obviously the, you know, the language barrier a little bit, all the coaching was done in English. So it was okay. But, um, you know, maybe, you know, there's a handful of guys on a team that still, you know, didn't speak English, so you weren't able to really socialize or talk to them too much. But, uh, you know, otherwise the hockey was, was very similar, I thought. And, you know, the language barrier was probably the only kind of thing to overcome. When you have to deal with that as a teenager, uh, now that you're a professional, can you relate to the guys that have to come over from Russia or the Czech Republic or a place where English is not the first language and, and they have to try to find their way? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not easy, especially, you know, for those guys coming over. At least, you know, there are a few English speaking guys in the team that you could, um, you know, hang out with and talk to and whatnot. But uh, yeah, coming from overseas, that's, uh, that's a whole different story. You moved from Gatineau to Drummondville, where you scored 52 goals one season in two years there. And then you got your first real taste of Quebec Major Junior League playoff action. And you had an amazing playoff. You had 21 goals in 19 games. Tell us what uh, that experience was like and how it helped you. Yeah, that was definitely one of the most uh, memorable, you know, times in kind of my hockey career is uh, we had a really good team and it was, you know, the first time, you know, I won kind of a, a big championship winning, winning the league there and going to the Memorial cup. But um, I mean, you learn so much just uh, through, you know, regular season and then going into playoffs and then the grind and, you know, how hard it can get on your body. And it just kind of, you know, it's almost a stepping stone to make it to the professional ranks and in the American league. And then obviously the NHL is even that much harder. One of the kids on that team was Sean Couturier, who's now playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. And I wondered if you noticed his special talent right away when you first saw him. 
Yeah, he knew he was going to be special. He was a 16-year-old at the time, but, um, you know, had all the tools to be to be a great player. And, um, you know, like he definitely turned out to be an, an amazing hockey player and, uh, you know, not, not surprised by it at all. Another guy that was on your team there has certainly had a lot of NHL experience, Dmitry Kulikov, defenseman. Uh, was he one of the better players on your team even then? Yeah, he probably was uh, close to our, you know, probably our best player. Um, he was not just that much better than everyone in junior. His ability to skate and move the puck, he could he could do everything. He could defend. So, uh, you know, we knew he was going to be a, a high draft pick in the first round, which he was. And, you know, I'm not surprised that he's had as uh, good of an NHL career as he has so far. You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We're talking to Mike Hoffman, member of the San Jose Sharks, in the spotlight today. So far, we're making your way through your junior career, and you played for several teams that we noted. You started in Kitchener, then went to Gatineau, then to Drummondville, and your final junior season, you played for the St. John's Sea Dogs. That had to be an interesting experience because playing in the Maritimes is definitely different than playing in the province of Quebec, but then you also had Gerard Gallant as your head coach, and you had a team that had a lot of success. Yeah, I, I loved it in, in St. John. Um, you know, played one season there, and uh, you know we had a, we had a really good hockey club, and what made it fun. And uh, the coaching staff was tremendous as well. And um, you know, I had a good relationship with with Gallant, and you know, it's cool to keep tabs on him. Um, you know, even up in the NHL level, NHL level, uh, you know, down the road. Now, how far did you go in the Memorial Cup that year? Uh, we lost in the finals that year, so we didn't uh, we didn't make it to the Memorial Cup. So it was the finals of the Quebec Major Junior League playoffs. Yes, correct. Gotcha. Who'd you lose to? Uh, Moncton. Wow, that they had a great squad too back in those days. If I they did, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, it was a big rivalry too. So the finals were, were pretty fun, but yeah, they had a good team. Yeah, my memories of those cities, uh, St. John was where we stopped driving from New Haven to Halifax to stay over. Then we would play Moncton, we'd play Fredericton, we'd play uh, all these teams that are now Quebec major teams. They were all AHL teams back in those yeah, days. Yeah, but that's right. What about the the support for that league in, in that part of the country? Oh, it's huge. I mean, um, you know, hockey is, uh, is massive over there. Like you see all these. Obviously, Halifax was probably their big hockey hub there, but, um, you know, they produce, you know, a lot of good players. Does it make sense, too, given the fact that both Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby are from Nova Scotia, that uh, that the interest in pro hockey would even be higher than normal? Yeah, I think when you have, you know, names of, of that level, it only could, uh, you know, make it that much more popular and have kids look up to you. But, um, you know, they're great role models and, you know, they do everything well for their cities and, you know, it's great to have those people around. Now you're not six foot six and 230 pounds, but you got pretty decent size. You're a six footer. You scored a lot of goals. You went in the fifth round to the Ottawa Senators in the NHL draft back in 2009. That was just before that season in St. John. Uh, when did you become, I guess, uh, hip to the fact that you were going to be drafted in the NHL and what teams did you talk to? And did it surprise you that Ottawa took you? Um, yeah, I mean, I also had a, a pretty good season. My um, as a 19 year old, and um, you know, Mason told me that I'm, you know, more than likely going to be going to be drafted. So you go through the whole, you know, protocols and have interviews with some teams. But you know, I think I only spoke to four or five teams. Um, 
I think it was like Philadelphia, Columbus. And I don't even remember the other couple, but, uh, you know, we didn't know, you know, kind of when or, but we had a pretty good idea that I was going to be drafted. And so you were, and you turned pro and you went to the American hockey league, at least for part of a year, but you had to spend some time in Elmira too, in the ECHL. Uh, what's it like to have to deal with that as a pro to suddenly be faced with the fact that you have more development to do rather than being a top star on every team you've played for. Yeah, that's just, um, you know, kind of the steps that you need to take to, to work your way up. Um, you know, it's like joining, you know, a new business in the working world. You don't just start as a CEO. You got to work your way up more than likely. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing in the hockey world. It's, uh, you know, you come in one of the youngest guys in the team and um, first year pro and those are kind of, you know, just the, the challenges that are put in front of you and the teams want to see how you react and how you develop. And so you did develop and you became a very good goal scorer for the Binghamton Senators. Finally got an opportunity to play in 2011-12 for the Ottawa Senators. One game that particular year. And I suspect that that game was rather memorable for you. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, you know, for sure. I was actually uh, driving home because we were on uh, the American League. We were on our Christmas break. And uh, I got a call from the fifth and GM saying that, um, you know, they'd like me to come play in Carolina. They, uh, you know, a couple of guys got hurt and they, they need me as a, an emergency call up. So, um, you know, sure enough, I turned around and back to Binghamton, grabbed my gear and, uh, you know, off to Ottawa. I went instead of coming home for Christmas. And so then that became a, an opportunity for you that you would seize as time would go on. Took a little while longer. You scored 30 goals in Binghamton. But during that time, you got a chance to actually, I'm looking at this, play for some pretty interesting coaches, uh, not the least of which we mentioned Gerard Gallant. Even when you were in Kitchener, Pete DeBoer was the coach there. And uh, also in Binghamton, you got a chance to play first for Kurt Kleinendorf, but uh, then a little bit later uh, for Luke Richardson, who's now the coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. You've played for Guy Boucher. You've played for Paul McLean when you got your start in the NHL. Tell us about these coaches and their influence on your on your game and, and how you developed. Yeah, I mean, they're all, you know, fantastic coaches. I think the, you know, most that kind of helped me out probably was, was Guy Boucher in my junior, junior career, um, you know, teaching you what you need to do to kind of become a pro and off the ice, on the ice you know, what's needed to make the step to the next level. But, um, you know, I have nothing bad to say about any of those coaches. They're all, uh, you know, very good in their own ways. And, of course, a little bit later, you got to play for a coach that all of us in San Jose are very familiar with. That's Bob Bugner in Florida. That came many, many years later. Do you have good memories of working with him, too? I did, yeah. No, I was uh, you know there for two years, and um, we were able to work together. I, I really liked Boogie. Um, he was, you know, a great guy, honest guy. And, uh, you know, kind of told it how it was, which is, um, you know, respected. So, uh, you know, I really enjoyed my time with him. Your best time, it came with Ottawa when you went uh, a long ways in the playoffs back in 2017. That obviously was a, a loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was the year after the Penguins beat the Sharks in the Stanley Cup final. But you guys had a big run. You beat Boston in six. Then you beat the Rangers in six before losing in game seven against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, so close to the Stanley Cup championship. And I know that Sharks fans can certainly relate to that sort of an experience. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that run and just about uh, what was going through your mind throughout the course of that time when you were so close to winning it all. 
Yeah, we had a special team. Um, you know, I think we just started, we came into the playoffs playing good hockey and we just got on a little bit of a run. Um, you know, we had great goaltending, we we're producing offensively and we we're playing really well defensively as well. So uh, we were able to stay healthy and, you know, like I said, we had a great group of guys, great connection. And, um, you know, it went by quick, but looking back at it now, it was, uh, you know, pretty special. You don't necessarily know how many times, you know, that'll happen again, but uh, you can share those moments. And then came your first trade to the San Jose Sharks, which we all remember. And uh, certainly it lasted about an hour for you. You got traded uh, uh, from Ottawa to San Jose and a big deal that sent Mikkel Bodker and a couple of other guys to the Ottawa Senators. And about an hour later, you got traded to Florida. Um, what's that process like when you, you've been traded once, you feel the shock of that. Now, you've been through changes in teams before, but then, you know, do they tell you that we're probably going to move you again? Do they, do they, you know, do you go out and buy a bunch of shark stuff and then get get the phone call later saying, yeah. oh, by the way, sorry that uh, that you're not going to wear that logo? Or how does that happen? Um, yeah, no, we had a little bit of idea that we might have been uh, getting flipped again. So, like you said, it was uh, about an hour, almost not enough time to you know, contact anyone on the team or, um, you know, I did get a text from Peter DeBoer, who was the coach at the time, welcoming me. But, uh, yeah, the time was uh, short-lasted. And then you moved to Florida, played for Bob Bugner, as you mentioned, spent a couple of years in South Florida. What's the difference between playing in a hockey hotbed like Ottawa and then playing in South Florida? I mean, you're not recognized you can kind of just go about your business there are you know obviously not as uh crazy for hockey as like the canadian markets are but you know that just is what it is um but you know i really enjoyed my time in florida it's uh you know pretty easy to be living in 20 25 degree weather every day in shorts and t-shirts but um you know, it was definitely a big change and you know i'm glad i was able to uh take part in, in both of those communities for those fans that are listening that are from south of the 49th parallel, it's not 25 degrees Fahrenheit. It's 25 degrees Celsius, which oh, is yeah, a heck, heck, 75. Heck, heck of a lot warmer. But one yeah. thing it also was you were part of was the, the ascension of the Panthers into becoming really a great team. And you, you got the team, you and your teammates back to the playoffs, and you had five points in four games that particular year with Joe Quenville behind the bench. And you know, does it surprise you that they've elevated their, their game to where they were in recent seasons? Yeah, I mean, they had all, I think they had all the pieces. I mean, they've had good players through there. Their core has been been really good. Um, and, you know, it's been uh, cool to see the, you know, the journey that they went on last year, um, you know, started playing some really good hockey. You get, you know, playing good hockey at the right time of year, and, and that's what can happen. I want to ask you about a couple of players on that team that we don't see more than twice a year normally. One of them is Aaron Ekblad, a defenseman who was number one overall in the NHL draft and uh, somebody that has always been really impressive in the games against the San Jose Sharks. A lot of pressure on somebody, especially a defenseman, when you're first overall in the NHL draft. How do you think he handles all of that? And and where do you rank him amongst the great defensemen in the league? Um, yeah, he was one of my, my good friends on the team. Uh, he was a, tr a tremendous player when I was there, but I think even the last couple of years, he's elevated his game that much more and, um, become kind of, you know, that much more dominant. Uh, he's great defensively and offensively just as good. Um, you know, I put him in, you know, for sure 
up there in the, the top D in the league. Um, but yeah, a gr- great guy and uh, even better hockey player. Alexander Barkov is the other player I wanted to ask you about. He's somebody that uh, when we see him, he kind of reminds me in a way of Andrzej Kopitar, just as uh, everything in in his toolbox. He can do absolutely everything, whether it's uh, play defensive hockey, be an offensive playmaker, score goals. Uh, how, how does he rank for you among the centers in the league? Yeah, he's for sure the most uh, underrated player in the league, I think, just because he plays where he does. Um, but like I said, Kobutar is a great comparable, a big body centerman, uh, can do it all. Um, you know, kills penalties on the top power play and, uh, he works extremely hard at his game as well too. So he, you know, he's a great leader. Um, he'll be in the gym, you know, just long, if not longer than anybody. He's on the ice after practice, before practice working on his game. So, uh, you know, that's a guy that uh, you definitely want to have on your team. You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We're visiting with Mike Hoffman, who has certainly a varied experience in his years in hockey through junior and in the National Hockey League. From Florida, he moved on to St. Louis for one season. And uh, that obviously was a one-year deal. But uh, tell us about your year in St. Louis. Yeah, that was the the COVID year, um, you know, so we only played the same team, you know, a bunch of times. But uh, again, another cool experience. That was my first time going and playing in the West. Um, you know, we played, I don't know, what was it, 45 games or something that year, 50 games. So it wasn't too many, a shortened season. But, uh, you know, I met some, some friends down there and it was a good experience for myself. Back to Montreal, you went after the one year in St. Louis, back to the full schedule once again. And I suppose it was less of an adjustment for you to go back to the province of Quebec after all the experience you had playing in the Quebec Major Junior League. I meant to ask you, how was your French? Um, I mean, you definitely pick up on some of it. I can't speak it, but um, I can understand a little bit. So if a French reporter came up to you and said something to you, you could probably understand what he's talking about. If they're talking about hockey, I mean, yeah, you can usually pick up on a few few of the words and, and figure it out. Did you like playing for the Canadians? What was it like to have an original six uniform on? Yeah, I mean, it's special. It's, um, you know, one of the biggest franchises out there, um, original six. And, you know, Montreal, they're super passionate about their their team. And it was, uh, you know, another great experience for me to to be able to put that sweater on and and play at uh, at the Bell Center, you know, 21,000 every single night. It's, um, it's pretty crazy. In your career, Mike, you've scored 20 goals or more in six straight campaigns, and you had 25 or more in five of those six. So maybe you can give us a secret. How do you become a goal scorer in the NHL, and what's the secret to scoring? Oh, I mean, uh, there's probably more ways. It's easier said than done, but um, I think you got to have a good shot. you got to be able to make plays. Um, you got to be able to kind of read off your teammates, line mates, depending on who you're playing with. Um, hopefully have a couple of good passers on your team. That always helps. But, um, you know, keeping your, your skill set up to, up to speed, up to base, that's, uh, you know, constantly got to be working on things, trying to improve, work on your shot, you know, just a little things. One thing that a lot of people that are listening don't understand is that even the best players in the world have to work on very basic aspects of their game all the time. Would you say that that's what you do? Yeah, um, for sure. It's, uh, you know, the same thing as 
going to the gym, trying to work out, keep, keep your strength up to speed and keep your skill set up to speed. And then usually all that stuff will, will translate to your on ice game. How do you think you've changed as a hockey player in these last couple of years? I think I've become more complete. Um, you know, I think I've become more professional off the ice, um, realizing how important it is to, to take care of your body, to keep yourself healthy and, um, you know, try and give yourself the best opportunity to have the most energy through, through 82 games because it's not easy. Most players tell me that not only keeping good nutritional habits, but uh, making sure you get a good night's sleep is a huge factor. Would you agree with that? Yeah, all those things play a big part of it. I think that's, you know, all the off-life stuff when it comes to eating, sleeping, training, you know, recovering, stretching, all of that uh, plays a big part of, you know, how you're going to feel the following day and, you know, that night come game time. Mike Hoffman is with us in the spotlight today. What do you know about the city of San Jose? To be honest, not too much. Um, you know, like I said, I played in the East pretty much my uh, my whole career. You know, I've been there a good number of times, but um, never really been able to, you know, check out the city. But, um, you know, knowing it's a, a great organization, like you said, great fan base. Um, those are probably the only things. Well, when you did uh, play games at SAP Center at San Jose, you've seen the specter of the shark skating through the shark head coming out. Are you looking forward to doing that? Yeah, for sure. I think that's, uh, you know, a cool feature to, to start the game. And, um, you know, not every team does something like that. So it's pretty special. Uh, what members of the Sharks team do you know well, if any? Um, not much, to be honest. I'm uh, just pretty much playing um, against guys. Uh, I've been playing against Logan Couture pretty much my whole life. So it'll be, you know, a nice, uh, nice change to finally get on the same side as them. You know, they've been beating us up ever since we were about 10 years old playing minor hockey against them. So that'll be a nice change for once. Well, that was my very next question. I knew you probably had a lot of familiarity with Logan. What's it like to play against him? Uh, I mean, he was a special player, right? Since day one, um, you know, playing on London, I was on Kitchener. They would give us a pretty good, pretty good beating every game. Um, and then, you know, obviously the game's translated to, to the NHL very well. He can, he can do everything out there. Um, you know, obviously very good offensively and defensively and, and a good leader. Mark Edward Vlasic is a defenseman that's been around a long time and you've played uh, certainly a, a good number of minutes against him. Uh, give us your thought on, on him as a player and a guy to play against. Yeah, it was definitely not easy to play against. Um, very, you know, does everything right, defends extremely well, and, uh, you know, it'll be you know, a good, good thing that you don't have to go against them too many more times, except in practice. All in all, are you really excited about the opportunity you have in San Jose to, to get a fresh start and maybe get a little more time on the power play and do some of the things that you do best? Yeah, I think it'll be, be great for myself. Uh, you know, looking forward to come down there and, and, and meeting all the guys, get things started. And, uh, you know, get the team headed in the direction that they want to go. How do you do that? You come down and be yourself. Do, do what you do. Take care of yourself off the ice. You know, lead by example. Show the young guys kind of what it takes and, you know, what's needed to be uh, an everyday or in the NHL. Did anybody else in your family play hockey? Uh, yeah, I had two younger brothers that played um, just minor hockey. But, um, yeah, it was a big, uh, big hockey household. My, my younger sister did play a little bit too, but uh, nothing too crazy.
And uh, what do your parents do for a living? Uh, they're in, my mom's a real estate agent, and um, my dad was in the worked in the financial industry. Who's now retired, and he was uh, also in the hockey world. He was coaching junior B, and now works at uh, one of the private schools here, the hockey academy, as their uh, hockey instructor. Which uh, junior B team did he coach? He coached uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, Listowel. He's coached a bunch. Yeah, that but that's a really good level of hockey, and you you obviously must have learned a lot from him. Yeah, for sure. He was, um, you know, the one that kind of showed me the way ever since being a, a young boy and teaching you, helping you, you know, working on your shot, working on face off in the garage, taking your practice, talking about your game. And, um, you know, he was a great, great mentor for myself. Do you have any children? Um, I do. Yeah, I have a little daughter. It was uh, she's almost three months old now. Fantastic. So, yeah, our, our, our first our first child. So that's exciting. What's it like to welcome a new member of the family and how much does that change you? Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, I don't know if it's, it's a lot more kind of time consuming, which has been, been awesome, but you know, I wouldn't say it's really changed me that much. Um, you know, you lose maybe a little bit more sleep at nighttime than usual, but uh, it's, it's been awesome. And uh, I think it's one of the best things in the world. As you look forward to your first season with the San Jose Sharks, what are your goals uh, for the club? What do you think can be accomplished with the guys that are on your team? And uh, in general, uh, what do Sharks fans have to look forward in seeing Mike Hoffman? Yeah, I want to get back to playing the type of hockey that I know I can play. Um, you know, obviously I'd love to get back to the 20 goal plateau um, and, you know, just be a, be a contributor out there, help, uh, help out five on five, be a good power play player and you know go as far as i can with that well we're looking forward to all of that uh, we congratulate you on the new arrival in your family but we're also congratulating you on the opportunity to uh, be part of a great organization thanks a lot for joining us today mike yeah no problem thanks for having me really appreciate it the shark spotlight is a presentation of the san jose sharks audio network